want to briefly talk to you about concluding this series we've been on, talking about the master builder. We've been talking about that when we receive Jesus, man, he makes us a whole new creation. We're the workmanship of God in Christ Jesus. And then the Spirit of God comes within us. And, and how impactful is it to have the creator of the universe, God himself and the person, the Holy Spirit, to be on the inside of us? Wow. You know, we sang a song this morning, help us be more aware of your presence, didn't we? What couldn't we overcome being aware of his presence and yielding to his help? Then we talked about the master builder filling us with the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill our purpose, express the many different giftings that we have with his help. And then we're talking about today uh, the final message on being led by the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray over this message today. Father, I thank you for this series, and I thank you for helping us to say what you want us to say and to hear what we need to hear and then be graced to do and act on what we're hearing today that you're revealing to us. And Holy Spirit, you are the great teacher of the church. Help us right where we are to know what you're saying to our life. We bind confusion, and I especially pray over those who are making very critical decisions, very serious decisions, help them to have such light on their pathways. The noonday hour, they know what to do. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 14, we had this as our foundational scripture. It says, I will ask the Father, this is Jesus saying this, and he'll give you another comforter, Remember, that's the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He's called a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, another comforter, an advocate, a strengthener, a standby, and he's going to remain with us forever, and he's called the Spirit of Truth. He's not going to lead you in any error. He's going to lead you in the truth, which is the Word of God. I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, or helpless, but I will come back to you. How do we follow God's path for our life. All of us have a purpose. All of us have a destination and a destiny we need to accomplish. Well, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27 says, a spirit of man, and we found out that the, 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 one of the ways you can recognize what your heart or your spirit is telling you is through your conscience. That is the voice of your heart. That's the voice of your spirit. When you train your spirit on the Word of God, then your conscience becomes a good and safe guide. So the spirit of the conscience of a person is the lamp or the candle, the light bulb of the Lord, searching and examining all the inward parts of his being. We contact God with our heart, our spirit, because God is a spirit, and they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in the truth. We are made in his likeness and image. Genesis tells us this. So we contact God with our spirit because he is a spirit, and God dwells in us by the person of the Holy Spirit. Philippians chapter 3, 13 says, brethren, Paul was saying, I don't count myself to have arrived. Man, I'm in process of accomplishing my purpose, but one thing I'm doing so it doesn't hinder me, I'm going to forget the things behind me, and I'm going to stretch out to the things before me. And, and the King James Version says, I'm going to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. A mark is like something you need to look for to make sure you're going in the right path so you reach your destination. Marks can be a guide, like on a pathway up a mountain, like we talked about in our family trip. One of the marks I talked about, we're just going to briefly cover the four that I talked that I, I want to talk about is first of all, the first mark we need to follow is the mark of God's word. 
the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the Word of God is so powerful, Jesus warned us that when we're in a, an assembly like this, when the Word's going forward, there's light to enlighten our path. When we get into the Word, there's light that shows us if we're getting ready to stumble. When we hang around good people that are filled with the Word and good company, there's light around us so we can see things so we're not caught off guard. We don't have to fall or get snared into a trap. John chapter 16 says, Jesus said, you know what, I'm telling you these things, and I've told you these things. Why? I've given my word. I'm trying to lead you by my spirit because I don't want you to stumble. I don't want you to get caught off guard. I don't want you to fall away. Let's go ahead and dim the house lights real quick. Last week, I, I, I actually, right, right in the middle of the night, I had to get up, and uh, yes, I went to the restroom. And so anyway, um, I was, I was just, had, had to use my phone because it was especially dark. Did you all have that really bad thunderstorm the other night? My goodness, that was something else. But anyway, so my battery, my light for my screensaver, I normally just turn my light on, I'll just go like this around, but, but it was on weakness. Can you all see this? Can y'all see? No. No. So anyway, I realized, man, I better, my light is not bright enough. So I need to go ahead and turn up, turn up the power, right? So y'all could probably see that a little better, right? And that lightens your path. So, so I said, if, if, if you're having, if you feel like you're, you're sort of in the dark about some things, get that word in your heart brighter, right? Get that word in your heart because God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a, and a light unto my path. So when I follow God, I follow his word. That's my mark. Guess what? Because I have some word and I turned up the light. I didn't realize that chair was there and I could have stumped my toe. And um, you're going to find out how holy you are when you stump your toe in the middle of the night, right? Right? And so but the good, yeah, boy, they made it dark in here. Thank you. All right. Jeez, I'm glad I have a light. And uh, so anyway, thank you. I just almost tripped on that black stage. And uh, so now, you know, when I'm walking through a challenge, I want seven, seven guys to come up here with a, with a phone that has a light, but don't turn on the light yet. Come on up here real quick and get around me. Come on real quick. So uh, get ready to turn your light on. You know, and you just side by side, and I got, I've got, now, you know what, I'm hanging around good people, and I'm going through maybe some challenges that I, I just need to make sure I'm not stumbling, I need to make sure that I'm, uh, I'm not missing the mark, and so I got a good connect group. I hang out with brave men, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I hang around with good company, and when I'm making decisions, can you guys help me walk on the right path? Go ahead and turn your light on. Come on, turn it on and shine it on, shine it on, shine it on the path I'm supposed to go. Come on, guys. Come on right now. Just brighten my, brighten my light up. Come on now. Your company will make you. Your company will break you. If you're hanging around people that have wrong morals, you're going to get dark just like them. Come on. The light of God's Word gets brighter and brighter because I got, I, I got some men who have my back, and it's brighter and brighter. As a matter of fact, I go to a Word church. I want everybody here with a phone. Turn on your light right now. Turn on your light. Come on. Get your phone out. Turn your light on. Oh, my goodness. I came to Harvest Church today, and I didn't even realize, but I was getting ready to stumble on something. Right, Brother Small? Come on. Stand up, Brother Small. And look how brother small, how small brother small is. Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. So anyway, keep shining your light. Where's your phone? Come on. Let's get your phone on. You didn't bring your phone? You mean you didn't bring your phone in your next generation? I can't believe it. <laughs> Come on. Isn't this wonderful? Aren't you thankful that the Word of God helps us? Aren't you thankful, Michael? Some things that were said from, from men yesterday, I think we cleared some paths, didn't we? Yes, sir. 
We prevented some from stumbling. All right. Well, that helped me. I don't know if it helped you, but it helped me good. I'm thankful. All right. Turn the house lights up so I don't stumble. All right. Thank God. That's the first mark. Get back in the Word. Get around a company. Matter of fact, my wife, uh, at her, her last authentic, they, they opened up a few um, ladies connect groups. Bam! They got full, I think. I mean, and we introduced some new men's connect groups, and we actually have a breakdown of small groups in our men's time. It's just wonderful. But, oh, man, I'm so glad I know the right company I'm supposed to hang around with. That unlike, oh, my light's on. Well, I'm not going to turn my light off. I'm just kidding. All right. So anyway, thank you. Thank you so much. All righty. Here we go. So that's the first mark, you know. I'm so thankful we have the light of God's Word, and it's getting brighter and brighter. Mark number two, follow the guide on the inside, the witness of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14 says, all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God, guess what? They are the sons of God, allowing themselves, allowing themselves. You, you're, you're following the mark of the Word. You're, uh, you're getting acquainted with, with uh, the one who inspired, uh, you know, the Word of God to be written, and the Word and the Spirit of God always agree, and the stronger your spirit is, the stronger your conscience would be to enlighten your path. So follow him. Your, your heart that's trained on the Word of God is like an updated navigation system that has updated maps. Man, I thought that was good. Why didn't you do anything on that one? I like that a lot. You remember when you first got your car and it had a navigation? You had to buy a three to $400 upgrade just to get new maps. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Well, now you just put Waze up on your phone. Updates. Matter of fact, it shows you things to come, like police. Just saying. That helps me. But, uh, but anyway, my, my kids say, Dad, you drive so slow unless you're going to church. So, okay. So, there's been a time or two that, that, uh, that I've turned off my voice on the navigation system, and guess what I did? Missed my turn. So, I've got two, naviga two navigation systems. My wife... And my phone. And uh, I mean, I am just a very focused individual. And does it mess with your mind sometimes when on the maps it says 300 more feet, then you got to make your turn? But how come it says that after you make your turn? Why does it do that? My wife said, you just missed a turn. I said, no, I didn't. I said 300 feet. But my wife is right. So how many remember what a pinball machine is? I'm just giving you illustrations. How can we hear from God? My wife said it's very easy, and it is. Pinball machine. Oh, I forgot. Raise your hand. Tell the person next to you, my God, you're old. <laughs> Sorry about that, except for you who missed, forgot your phone. Sorry. But, um, but I remember that's a sort of a being raised. Uh, I came up with pinball machines, and we'd go to a baseball game, and, or, or we'd play baseball, and we'd go to football, and then we'd go to this... This pizza place had really great breadsticks. Y'all like breadsticks? How many remember when breadsticks were healthy for you? All right. That was the same time that gravy and biscuits and all that stuff was good for you too. And uh, so anyway, uh, we would go and just play pinball, eat pizza, breadsticks, and have a good time. And I was pretty good at pinball, but I noticed one thing, that uh, eventually that ball would come back to that particular place. A lot of times we'll just listen to our heart that's instructed on the Word of God. You know, when you're believing for a direction, you know, just, just it seems like you always come back to a certain place. You know, 
seems like that's on your mind a lot and you just check it out because that, no matter how you try to hit that ball at a different place, it's always going to come back to a particular place. So follow that. The word says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. I found myself a lot of times when I'm getting direction, we'll be talking about a particular thing quite often. The third mark that we want to explore a little bit today also is the mark of peace. Follow peace. Say it with me. Mark number one is the word. Mark number two is the witness of the Holy Spirit. In other words, follow your heart. Then number three is peace. Colossians chapter three, verse 15 let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ rule. What does that mean? Peace is supposed to rule. It's supposed to act as a good referee. Anybody have a team that had a bad call yesterday? Probably stole your peace. Sorry about that. But uh, let the peace of Christ rule act as an umpire. They determine who's in, who's out. Let peace rule in your hearts. And here, here, here goes. Let peace, in the context of what we're saying, let peace decide. The decision you're making right now, if you don't have peace about it, don't do it. Let peace settle. If you don't have peace about something, you're not settled about something, don't do it. Let peace decide and settle with finality. How many questions? All questions. That means... Your best friend could be doing something they have peace about. Don't follow their peace at the expense of yours. And you won't always make people happy by going in a different direction. And people try to convince you because they have so much peace, they'll try to get you in on their peace, but it's their peace, it's not yours. Stay on your path. Follow your peace. Joyce Meyer said it like this, when the deceiver speaks to us, he tries to mislead us, and the devil, who's known as Satan, he is, he is a, a fallen angel. And matter of fact, Jesus whipped him, spoiled him, disarmed him, right? The devil's defeated. Then Jesus gave us authority and power over him in this life. And that power is in what? The name of Jesus. And that power is in the word of God that's quick and powerful. And that power is in the shed blood of Jesus that was shed for us. And that power is in the authority invested in the believer. And that power is in praise and worship. And that power is singing hymns and songs and spiritual songs. I was walking the other day and I was reminded, just like you said this morning, sometimes I'll just be walking down the road and I'll just be singing in my heart to God. You say, well, my wife doesn't let me because I can't sing. Well, let me sing in the shower. That's fine. Sing while you're walking because you'll like it because it's just you. But these are weapons that we, we, can, we can have a, a melody in our heart. But if, if, if something is taking away your peace, it's not from God. And the enemy can never give you peace because he has none. And that's an evidence that you're not following God is when you don't have peace. Romans 8, 6 says, the mind of the flesh is death. You can try to figure something out and flesh it all out, but guess what? If you just mind the Word, mind the presence of the Holy Spirit, good people around you, that'll generate life and peace. I've got a few word pictures for you right now. When you think of a green light, what do you think of? When you think of a yellow light, what do you think of? When you think, no, not speed up. I heard that, Marty. 
sorry, I've done that too. Uh, but anyway, don't you hate when you do that and all of a sudden you find the pastor's following you to church? I tell you, I've, gone, I've been like this, I wonder if they go to Harvest Church. And then, then I might have, might have hustled on something. I was like, oh, Jesus, they followed me in the parking lot. All right, so anyway, red light means, all right. When you're going in a direction in life, it's important to pay attention to traffic lights at intersections. Right? If you're heading to a traffic light and you have a green light, what does that mean? All right. But check both ways. Still keep aware of your present, of, of, of where you are, of your surroundings. Be aware of your surroundings. So a green light can mean peace. It can mean go. But still check. In other words, green gives you permission to go. Green is sort of like um, being on my back porch one time and slide my hand down that wood and I went against the grain. Ouch. That's sort of my last point. That's like a check mark, right? If you're getting something, hesitation on you, you lose your peace about something, it's like, how, how many more splinters do we have to get until we get it? Turn around and go with the grain. Turn around, go with the green light. Turn around and follow your heart where that ball, that pinball always comes. Turn around and follow the marks. When you believe you heard from God, even then, follow softly. Just begin to head in that direction. Lean in that direction. Either unfold or you might even be redirected. So let's talk about the yellow light. So now, green light means what? Yellow light means what? Thank you. It means slow down and proceed with caution. You ever time you're going in your life and all of a sudden you might be around a person, you, you're just making a decision, or you're just hesitant about something. You got a warning about something. Or you, there's, how do I say it? Sometimes it's like you get spiritual upset stomach. It's not, has, not even physical. Well, that's something we need to pay attention to. Or maybe somebody you're, 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 just, you're concerned about, you've got a caution in your heart about a son or about a daughter or about a friend or about somebody. I had my heart do that to me yesterday about some particular guy in Brave, and I reached out to him, and now I know why. I didn't ask him, is anything up? I said, what is up? Don't do this alone. Get around those brothers, and I had some brothers reach out to some wonderful men in this church. Yellow means slow down. Proceed with caution. A steady yellow light means traffic signals getting ready to change to what color? Red, please. Yeah, red, yes. And, uh, and, and, and so get ready to stop if you can. But I've also been behind people that it just turned yellow and they almost slammed on brakes right in front of me. I'm like, what are you doing? That's dangerous to stop and whiplash somebody. Some of us here are sensing a caution and you're like, whiplash, stop. When the people following you just need to go to a chiropractor. What does that mean? In other words, even when you get a caution, begin to slow down. Because if you stop too fast, you can cause danger also. You getting that? I hope you are. But even according to the law, every driver has to stop at a yellow light unless, I would say unless, unless he or she is too close to the intersection to stop safely. 
stop safely. I said, but I need a new paint job on my car. I said, stop safely. <laughs> Sorry about that. Red light means what? Stop. It could be a refusal. It could be, um, it, it, it could be there's oncoming traffic you might not see, you know, at that intersection. If you've got a red light, someone is coming the opposite direction that could T-bone you. Oh, but I so want that. I so want to date them. I so want this. I so want that. Listen, when God puts a red light there, it's for your good. You might not like it. You might want something different. Matter of fact, you might not have gotten that last job promotion, but God said, guess what? If you went in that direction, I know more than you did about that situation, and you don't want that job. But I've got something else in mind for you that's better. Green light means... Yellow, red light means, oh, wait a minute, listen, I can text and drive at the same time I am super coordinated. No, you can't. No, you can't. I'll just do it this one time. Don't, please. Come on now, how many of you are tempted that you're like at a light and someone is all up in their phone and you're like, it turns green. And you're trying, you're trying to keep sanctified, and, and, but you know, you want to get around them, and you don't just want to pass them, you want to go. I have seen a motorcycle driver ride, read a book while they're driving a motorcycle, a paper book. I'm like, what? Now, that's when I believe in really speeding. Get the heck out of there. Do you have to make a decision? Lay it on the peace scale. <laughs> if you um, have to make a decision, you weigh on the right hand, you know, what's this doing to my heart? This is a little bit of, uh, I can't get real clarity with this, and then on my left hand, you, can you see this is bigger? Well, you wanna shoot for the bigger piece to balance out your scale and make sure your scale always follows peace. Heavy on the peace side. If you don't have peace, just wait. Because peace is a true confirmation that we're hearing the leading of God. Mark number one, come on, on your marks, get set. Not word, right? Number two? Number three. Listen, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. We're taught, you know, the, the Word of God says that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So listen, don't let your feet take you anywhere there's not peace, because peace is your shoes. I'm not going to step where I don't have peace, otherwise I'll be falling a wrong direction. And then the fourth and final mark today is check your checks. What does that mean? Well, we'll see in the Word. It says, Acts 16, verse 6 says, Paul and Silas passed through the territory of, territory of Phrygia and Galatia, having been what? Forbidden by God to do something? They were on a missionary journey, going to go present the word, and they were forbidden by God to go in a particular direction. To override God's forbidding would be to override red light means. 
And when you override a red light and the Holy, do you know the Holy Spirit could forbid you from hanging out with that person, forbid you from going somewhere it's okay for someone else to go, forbid you from taking that job, forbid you from whatever life would be that you're having a check about? And to override that, we do not need to blame God on what just happened if it was negative. Now, I'm not, listen, we're all learning and growing in these areas, and we have, how many have ever missed it in, in your endeavoring to follow God in your life? Please raise your hand, right? All of us have, but we're getting better at it, being more aware of it, we're being taught how to do this, and, but at times we can be forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go to a particular place. And when they had come opposite Mycenae, they tried, they tried, they tried. Listen, you can't steer a parked car, so sometimes you just lean in a particular direction. They tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus didn't permit them. It could be good for someone else. It could be even godly for someone else, but does it mean you're supposed to do that? Does it mean you're supposed to go to that school? Does that mean that's on your process? Does that mean that's your path? Does that mean that's your mark? Because God has a destination to take you from. Follow the Word. Follow the Holy Spirit. Follow peace. Follow the checks in life. I've been led more by the checks in life than I have anything else when I've endeavored to head in a direction, and I was just checked on it, so I kept doing the same thing. So I had peace about doing something else. We, we recently, how many, like all the changes we've been working on for the last six months, isn't that beautiful? Come on, our, and, um, and, and we, we knew we needed to just, we're always doing something to refresh, to serve you better, to just, you know, do the best we possibly can in that certain season in life, and we knew we needed to do something, so we brought in a consultant, and we spent hours with that consultant, and, and then a product came as a result of that time together, and, and it, gave, it gave wonderful vision, but just not ours. Gave wonderful visuals, but just not, it didn't feel right. So guess what? That step was right, but then all of a sudden, we had a team surrounding my wife and I that could be creative enough to now have another direction that made better sense. And things began to unfold. And by the way, it cost about a fourth of the price. Yes, praise God. <laughs> and uh, so one thing could lead to that step, and all of a sudden, you got to check about going that way, but all of a sudden, something else unfolds, and there's peace about it and unfolds right. Missy, will you come and... and um, and, and share with us as we conclude something. My wife had been going through a process, and man, I, I thought it was so appropriate in this particular point on check your checks. So, you know, like we said before, God wants to do life with us. And I love the scripture that he said about Paul and Silas were forbidden. You know, we can be led by that in every part of our life. While I was going through a health situation and things seemed to crash in the whole month of July and August to where really I was just very immobile, um, not being able to think clearly, not being able to process, um, really not to be able to even use to lift weight, to even shampoo my hair, I had to take breaks in shampooing. Just my whole system was really just came crashing in on top of that with intense migraines like I've never had before where I'd have to go in and get IVs for the migraines. So in this process, in standing on the Word of God, standing on the Scripture, by Jesus stripes I'm healed, that as I went to my doctors, I'm not just going to go in there, 
but I'm gonna have an ear to hear. First of all, pray for my doctor. God, you give them godly sound wisdom that they don't just practice on me, but you direct them and how things need to go. And also sitting there and having an ear to hear, God, what are you saying about the matter? So I was in this process and things just seemed to collide to where I went to my family doctor and was going over the multitude. I didn't even, couldn't even tell you all the symptoms I was having because there were too many. Um, so I was going over this with him and he says, it sounds a lot like you're describing the effects of a medication that you're on. It was a migraine medication I've been taking for a year and I've been logging that every time I would take it. Uh, of course, pray over all of my medication that I, you know, um, but in that process, a light went off on me. He didn't know what he said, but I knew what he said. And I really, I wanna preface this before I tell you this. Never go by someone else how God is leading them with their certain direction. You let God lead you. Because what God spoke to my heart was, Misty, you need to come off this medication and we need to come off now. So that doesn't mean, oh, I'm gonna go get off my medication. No, I was working hand in hand with a doctor because immediate, well, I think a week went by, I called my neurologist and I said, I really want to get off this medication. And so uh, gracefully, you can't just stop that kind of uh, medication that I was on, I had to be weaned off of it. So being weaned off of it, I went to my, uh, another doctor that at the same time, I was gracefully entering into another part of the female life as we grow old gracefully. And so that um, the menopausal and then the me getting off of this medication, it was the same symptoms at the same time and it like crashed in to where I bottomed out. Um, I really just couldn't function the way um, that I needed to, I wasn't myself. But um, standing on the word of God, listening to his voice, um, this doctor said we can do this naturally or we can go another direction. And so I went with a direction I felt peace in my heart about. And so they did a, a, a blood test of like 16 vials of blood. And out of the 16 vials of blood, 13 of the, thing, or 13 of the 16 things they tested me in, I had bottomed out. It, I was very deficient. You were even negative on some. Negative, not even bottomed out. I was below the bottom outline on a lot of those. And so we started a process that I know God led me through um, in that situation. And as soon as I started giving my body those natural things that it need, I said, hey, Misty, I've missed you. Oh my goodness, I felt like a new person. Um, and hey, I, Misty, I, I miss you too. Oh, I was like, it was like a whole new world. I was like, it's better than Disney. Oh my goodness, just the feel, just well, you're, you knew your body was lacking something. And the interesting thing about this, because one of the symptoms that I was coming against, I had to use eye drops uh, morning and night um, because my eyes were going through a situation as well, but it didn't seem to get better. And God just brought this to my attention when I was reading some things. I was reading a list of medications and um, Needless to say, the eye drops I was on was $200. Thank you, Jesus. I'm like, I don't want to refill this, but I have to. Um, but in that process, God, it just seemed good to me. Why don't we try this eye drop over the counter? 
Do you not know that $7.99 eye drop did better than the $200 eye drop? Hallelujah. I was like, thank you, Lord. And my husband said. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Wasn't that eye drop still was taken? Or no? Yes, I didn't know if I should take that out. Oh. But anyway, I was yeah. looking over a list that we have because Billy, we're all, um, Susie you, Billy. keeps us in good touch with the, um, what Billy's medications. And I happened to see that and I saw those eye drops and that seemed good to try Billy's eye drops and I did. That's right. Yes. Hello, Misty. Hello. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Said it there? All right. Do y'all like us to tell stories about ourselves? Does it help you to realize you're normal? <laughs> tell the person next to you, you're so normal, it's not even funny. You're not going through anything that we don't face either, so. Thank God we can do life together, right? Tell, would you please, so I can just conclude this service, tell me what are our marks we're looking for? Not strong enough. And you're confused about the fourth one, but it actually was check your checks. The checks. Check marks in life. You're like, ah, oh, something's stopping me on that. And, and as I conclude this series, I have one more minute I want to share with you about some of you have made really bad decisions. All of us have. But in particular, some of you have made some really bad decisions on relationships. Here's five more checks that will help you make better decisions. Are you ready? First of all, start believing the patterns over their apologies. I believe I'll say that again since you liked it so much. Believe the patterns, not just apologies. Let them prove over time they're the real deal. Otherwise, the next cycle is going to hit if they don't get help. And you'll be affected. Number two. Don't fall in love with potential. Oh, but I just believe once I, uh-uh, it gets worse. You might say, isn't that negative? That's doubt and unbelief. I'm in faith about that. No, I'm here to straighten you out. Stop it. Number three, believe all the red flags. God's trying to check you on something. Oh, but love covers, but it pays attention. If someone's hitting you upside the head with two, two by four, don't you think you ought to get some distance between you guys? What number are we on? Number four, know your worth. You're worth more than that. And then number five, don't lower your standards. Check your checks. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. My wife and I so love this church and this people, all the friends, both here and online. And God, anything we can share that's helped our life, I thank you for helping us share it in a really real, practical, authentic way. So we bow our heads today, together. Let's just make sure we're all right with God before we leave. If you're here today and, and you know, what if today was your last day on earth? And what if you breathed your last breath today? Do you know you go to heaven? It would be my honor, distinct privilege to lead you in a simple prayer so you could have that assurance today and that bearing witness of the Holy Spirit that you are a child of God. If you're concerned about that, I want you to pray this prayer after me. If you don't know, 
I want you to pray this prayer after me. And really, you only have to mean it one time, pray it one time, but we're going to pray it along with you so that, you know, you don't have to say this alone. We encourage you today. Would you all pray this out loud with me? Say it with me. God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died on the cross for all of my sin. I know I've missed it, so I have to face a death penalty according to the Word of God. Jesus, thank you for living innocent so you could die for my guilt. And on the third day, I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I believe you're alive. I need you as my Savior. Sorry for my past. I'm turning around. I ask you, God, be my Savior. I receive you as my Lord. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. That's a miraculous prayer. Wonderful to be right with God.